0: Hello, this is Miles Kilby, and I want to welcome you to a Prophetic Podcast. God bless you this day. I trust you're doing well, and I have with me today a very good friend of mine. is Prophet Vaughn Clark, and uh, we've just been praying and speaking for a moment here uh, before we actually went live and started recording. And um, there's just a flow of the Holy Spirit, and uh, so I just want to turn it over uh, right away to Brother Vaughn and uh, what he is sharing. And so we welcome you. Uh, we thank you for tuning into this broadcast. And Brother Vaughn, uh, God bless you. Uh, thank you for joining me this morning. And um, I want to turn it over to you now and just let you continue with what you were sharing.
1: Well, you know, it's good to be here, Miles, and I, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, to be with you and to share with the, with the folks listening. Uh, I think that, that probably the greatest challenge that the church faces today in America is not what's going on in the country, but it's what's going on in the hearts of Christians. Because, uh, you know, being right with God is not something that somebody tells you it's a condition of the heart yes and uh, you know the, 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 the we're facing a, a period of time and uh, it's either going to be the longest day or the longest night dependent on where people are in their walk with God uh, I, the thing that I believe is criminal criminal that that a lot of ministers are doing and because of it they're going to preach to empty churches because they are not preaching christ and him crucified and they're not they're not discipling the people and they're not leading them into the baptism of the holy spirit and they are they are not creating uh, an atmosphere where the holy spirit is welcome and free to move and to do what he wants to do and because of that the root of christ is not being formed in people and two, because of bad teaching, there's no fear of God and there's no repentance in the church. Yes. And uh, and then because of that, when people are going to need to stand, they don't have a foundation to stand because the God of their pastor is not there. Uh, it, it's, it's like they're dependent on a movement, a man, a moment, uh, an anointing. A feeling but they're not willing there's something that's happened in the hearts of Christians in this country they're not willing to tarry a moment they're not willing to to let down their guard and it's a lying spirit that's gone forward a strong delusion and confusion because we're not in agreement with God I believe that that, that the Christians as a whole in this country have made an, a, a covenant with death, hell, and the grave because of convenience and, and expediency and finances and fitting into a culture that we love and being, uh, being more in unity with, the, with, with a system that hates God and hates the truth than being in sync with the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit.
0: Wow. Uh, oh, you know,
1: and, and, and it's increasing. You know, there, there you know there's some very popular, uh, uh, you know, books and movies are out now, and it's turning out that some of these new new these new uh, uh authors and luminaries that even have TV shows now are universalist, and it's it's an amazing thing to me. And, and sound doctrine is looked at as to be despised or legalism. It's, it, it's just a sort of a wild thing. This is, this is in Isaiah 28. And uh, I'm just going to read this for a little while and make a comment on it. I'm going to start in Isaiah 28:16. It says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a pure, fa- a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. And I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plummet and the hail will sweep away the refuge of lies. I believe that, you know, you know there's a double application to all prophecy. And I believe this is happening again. And the water will overflow the hiding place and your covenant with death will be annulled and your agreement with Sheol or with hell will not stand when the overflowing scourge passes through. Then you will be trampled down with it. Now I want you to understand that this is something that God's people found comfort in. They had found comfort in lies. They had found comfort in a hiding place in an agreement with death. They had found agreement with hell, and then God moves. And I know that you uh, have shared with me a dream that you've had repetitively of people running and screaming in the streets because Jesus had returned. Well, I believe the Holy Spirit is bringing the glory of God back to the church. And a lot of people, if they're not careful, are going to turn away because they will not want God meddling in, in their lives. You know, when I open up the Word, it very often it's not a comfort to me when I first pick it up. It's a mirror to me. That's right. And it exposes things in my heart that I need to take before God and ask God to forgive me for and change. You know, I've, I've been,
0: you know, I've been
1: offended my whole life. You know, I'm, I'm always mad at somebody about something, and I have to give that to God. You know, I haven't acted right a lot, you know. I, you know, sometimes I have wrong thinking. Sometimes I'm just stubborn and rebellious. But you know, I don't need to go La La Land into the presence of God and 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 get under and then you know get under condemnation because I'm being dealt with by the Holy Spirit. And I need to go ahead and let Him have His way with me because I know He wants to do me good. Yes. And I I don't believe that we ever. Come into the manifested presence of God without being dealt with by God on one arena or another. You know, there's lots too. of times, lots of times that I thought I was just doing fine, and and God would bring up something that you know. I mean, like uh, most recently, I was about to take communion, and God just brought up uh, someone in my heart that I needed to, I needed to extend forgive, I need to forgive. And uh, I I honestly think that people have taken vows that they're going to have the life that they want regardless of what God has to say about it and then get mad at him if he doesn't make it work. Mm. Now, I want you to look what happens here in verse 20 when God moves and when God's people have made their covenant with death and hell and the grave and lies. See, we've made a covenant in this country with uh, with with killing unborn children, and there's a lot of church people that will stand up and fight you, and tell you that it's not that's not an issue that's private, and that and that getting uh and getting all the money that they want and they need is the most important thing, and they'll fight you, yes. but uh, you know God God sees that differently.
0: Yes, sir. There
1: there are people that support uh, policies that are virulently anti-Christian and do all that they can to turn little children to hell away from God and people who go to church stand up and, and defend that. Well, they've made a covenant with death, hell, and the grave, and I've been telling people for years, and they get mad at me. I said, how can you ask God to deliver your family from death when you are in agreement with death, hmm.
0: how
1: can, how can you ask God to deliver your generations from perversion and wickedness when you're in agreement
0: with, it? right?
1: How can you ask God to pay your debts and prosper you when you're in agreement with bankruptcy? You know, it's just, and and we're, and as they look at me and go, well, you're cursing me. I'm going like, no, 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 no. you don't understand that you are not in agreement with God. Well, you can't tell me that. Well, this is what the Bible says. And then, and then look what happens when we're in that confusion. And I do believe it's a strong delusion.
0: Yes, sir. Because there are people standing on
1: television telling people that they don't have to get right with God and basically it's coming down to the fact that you don't have to receive Jesus that's right to be saved and it says wow. in verse twenty, "For the bed is too short to stretch out on and the covering so narrow that one cannot wrap himself on it you know I've been in traveling ministry for a long time and a lot of people say they've got an extra room for the, for, for, you know, guest room, but they put the worst mattress in the house in it and and it, it'll be cold and the bed hurts your back and and the, the covers won't cover you. And so the whole night long, you're trying to keep either your feet or your head, you know, your head covered. Well, that's what happens when this confusion is on people and they're trying to, they think they're seeking God, but they're not in agreement with God. Wow. And they're forever... They're, they're, the bed's too short, they're not comfortable, and the cover won't cover them. In the middle of that, now see, let me tell you, see, because that's a form of judgment. And see, I'm telling you that revival is coming. But but see, when it comes to God's people, people that, 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 that have the truth before them all the time and who choose not to listen there's going to have to be some shaking in them. Yes. Because other than that, when God moves, it's entertainment. Oh, my. Let's go see what God is doing in this city. Let's go see what God is doing in that city. Let's go hear brother so-and-so. He prophesies. Let's go hear brother over here. He has miracles. All that's good. But people literally, it's like if they have the money, it's like they're going from one vacation spot to another. Right, And then in their local churches, they'll come in and instead of them humbling themselves before the Lord, they're going to be angry if the same things are not taking place there. When they're not doing anything to make it happen, they'll go somewhere else and watch somebody else burn.
0: Mm. Wow!
1: And they'll enjoy the fire, but they don't want to get too close to it. Then look what happens. In verse 21 it says, For the Lord will rise up at Mount Perizim and he will be angry as, as, as in the valley of Gibeon. That's when God just did wild things to show the world that it was him. That's when he rose up and he fought for his people. And, and it says that he will, bring to, he will do his work, his awesome work, this is verse 21, and bring to pass his act, his unusual act. Now, therefore, do not be mockers, lest your bonds be made strong. For I have heard from the Lord God of hosts a destruction determined even upon the whole earth. There's a lot of shaking that's going to take place, Miles. Yes. There's a lot of things that none of us are going to be comfortable with that are going to take place. You know, people, I don't know what Bible people read but, but but before the second coming, when Jesus touches, you know, his feet touch the Mount of Olives, uh, the, the, the whole topography of the world will be completely radically changed. None of the continents will look the same. Everything is going to be shaken. What we're experiencing right now with our weather, it's not global warming, but it is climate change because the sin... Of this world is grieving the creation and the earth has become drunken and is reeling back and forth on her axis and that is a scientific fact that's being that's being uh, covered up and that's why the weather is so insane it's not it, it's not glow it's not global warming but the, the, there's no longer a stable orbit yes you know on the earth and we're going from one side One, you know we're, we're being moved around in ways that we never have before and so i want you i want you to look here what it says too it says give ear and hear my voice listen and hear my speech does the plowman keep plowing all day to sow what he's saying he's about to tell people who said you want to sow and you want to receive a harvest from me But because you're in rebellion to me, you don't even know how to farm anymore. Wow. Does he keep turning the soil and breaking the clods? When he has leveled its surface, does he not sow the black cumin? Now, where I'm wrong is I need to study these different crops. But what he's saying, he said, you plant certain harvests a certain way. The barley, you the plant the wheat in rows, the barley in its appointed place, and the spelt in its place. For he instructs him in right judgment, and God teaches him. For the black cumin is not threshed with a threshing sledge, nor is a cartwheel rolled over the cummin, but the black cumin is beaten out with a stick, and the cummin with a rod. Red flour must be ground. Therefore, he does not thresh it forever or break it with his cartwheel or crush it with his horsemen. This also comes from the Lord of hosts who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in guidance. God's saying, here's all these people that say they love me and they serve me. They've got an agreement with death, hell, and the grave. They're not going to be happy when I move and when I, my, my, my river moves to wash away all this death and darkness, and it's going to be a terror to them they're, they're laying on a bed where nothing works in their life. Nothing nothing, nothing works. And he said, then I'm going to do work like I do, like only I can do. He so said, I'm about to show the world who I am. And he said, don't be mockers. And he said, and get things right with me so you can learn how to walk with me and receive a harvest again in your life.
0: Well, wow. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It surely does. And, um, you know, my footnotes here in my Bible, it says verse 21 at Mount Perizim, that that's where, uh, well, in the Valley of Gibeon is where the sun stood still. Yes, sir. And, And um. That can be proven. Yes. And, um where god was showing himself strong he was showing he was doing radical radical things what we would consider to be radical and i believe that's that even in the days that we're coming into that we're going to see radical things you know i believe that even we're going to see the dead raised in america we're going to see god do some radical things to shake the core of people to shake them out of their uh their darkness, out of their wickedness, out of their complacency, um, out of their unbelief. Because there is such a religious spirit that is a veil over people's eyes in America that keeps them away from believing the supernatural and in the supernatural God and what he's doing and how the Holy Spirit moves. And that's one thing is that the Holy Spirit when he moves, he always moves in a certain he always moves with purpose, on purpose, and for a purpose, and in a certain direction. And if you don't know how to discern the move of the Holy Spirit and what God is doing.
1: Or if you don't want it.
0: Or if you don't want it. Exactly. If, if, and if, listen, uh, I, I lack like discernment about a lot of
1: things, Miles. And I'll go into a service and God's doing something. And I have to submit myself to the Holy Spirit to discern.
0: Yes. What's going on? That's exactly right.
1: Otherwise, I'm going to sit in there like a knot on a log, and be bored. When when God's ready, to, He's just boiling with miracles, or boiling with repentance and deliverance, or boiling with a pressing word that that that, that that's not some cookie cutter sermon.
0: Yes. Yes. That's very true. And what you said is that. Uh, you're exactly right because there are a lot of people in America and in Western society that do not want the power of God because it reveals and exposes They're in it, their imperfections, and and it it you cannot submit and surrender to the power and presence of God without it changing you. When you submit to it, change is inevitable. You have to change. Change ought to, is guaranteed to take place when you surrender to God. and, and you give yourself to him and you repent. And that, that's part of the act uh, of the process that takes place when we do repent is that God comes to us and, and he, he delivers us and he cleanses us and he washes us. And he sets us free because we've given our heart back to him. And we've come back to our first love. And, you know, I think also when it's what it says, I'll never forget this. I was asking God to deal with my heart. And um, the Lord spoke a scripture to me out of the book of Hosea. And Hosea, I believe it's 12. Um to break up your fallow ground yes sir and now at that time i had never read that before but the holy ghost spoke it to me and then i went and found it in the scripture and that's the thing is god is saying you know break up your fallow ground you know allow me to come and break up that hardness off of your heart again and um you know, people have to realize that they have a part to play in repentance. You know,
1: it's something that you have to ask for. It's a gift. Yes. Sometimes it just happens, but you have to be open to it. But it is a it is a grace gift from God, and you have to desire change and ask God to work it in you.
0: Yes. And, and it's uh, and, and this is one thing also is that. One thing that God is revealing about his nature and his character is his goodness. And it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. And so God reveals his goodness to us through his love. He draws us. You know, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And with loving kindness, I have drawn you. He draws us with his loving kindness. He draws us in with his goodness he says come to you know he invites us to come A- and it's our choice though to say yes God I will or it's our choice to continue to walk in rebellion and to walk in our own way and so you know the invitation is open and God says come 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 though you have no money come by come by, come by, come eat and come drink. you know And um, people have to desire and won't change and it's all about the stream that we're drinking from. You know many people are drinking from from a poisoned well. and, and you know there's a river that's flowing down from heaven that God is saying, you know, come drink of this. And um, it's really up to us. And, you know, much of everything with God is conditional on our response to God
1: the, and
0: Word. You,
1: you yep. want me to tell you what the very essence of the problem is? And I'm just going to make it plain is that Jesus Christ is a stumbling block. Yes. And there is one name under heaven by which men must be saved. And God did not send him to condemn the world but to save the world. And but the condemnation is that God has sent the light and men reject the light because they love the darkness. Rather than the light, because their deeds are evil.
0: Yes.
1: It it is a sad day in America when people can choose to walk in rebellion because it is socially acceptable for them to hate someone. Wow. Okay. Or I mean, and I'm just I'm just getting real. I have, I have been on, 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 on in counseling with pregnant women before, and I would tell them not to abort their children. And they would get angry at me and go, you can't tell me not to do that. I said, I'm telling you that you don't think this will work out if you keep this child, but it will. And I said, and if the man that has gotten you pregnant does not want his own child, he does not love you, and you need to get away from them, and I, I, I'm not just talking one, I'm talking I, I probably a dozen women down through the years, and I've said, if you abort that child, that man, you'll never see him again, because all he's worried about is not is not having to pay a uh, a child support check, yeah, and the yeah. moment you abort that child, he'll be gone. And I've even and I'm talking about church men. Okay, I'm not talking about somebody outside the church. I'm talking about men in church. And I've even had women tell me that the men told them after they had the abortion that they had planned to kill them if they hadn't had it. Wow. And that's not isolated either. There's been about four of those. I'm telling you that there is a special kind of insanity that has come on the church, and they people sit in church and want God's blessing, but are, uh, it, it's just it's, it's incredible. It's just incredible. I could say a lot of other things here, you know, that would that, that would make people highly angry, but but it's the truth is is that the Jesus that is presented to us and God loves us and he's merciful and he's gracious and we've all sinned and fallen short and we all do stupid things and we sin, especially with our tongue, we sin and we murder and we lie and we cheat and we we we, we, we rewrite uh, the past to make us look good and other people look bad. Yeah. And we hold on to grudges so that we can justify our rebellion before God. Because if we've got someone else to blame for our pain and, and, our, and our suffering and our trouble, then we don't have to change. Hmm. But the problem, and I'm, I'm going to say it, is that straight is the gate and narrow is the path that leads to salvation and few there are who go therein. Wow. The re- the reality of this thing, Miles, is that the more we know, the more we're accountable for, and the path we walk on gets narrower and it gets steeper. Yes. And you don't get your best life now. You get your blessed life now, and you get you got your blessing. Our blessing is in the presence of our enemies. Yeah. It's, on a, it's on the table and that's what freaks us out that in the middle of a world where the more we know and the more we reveal Jesus the more we're hated and the more temptation there is for us to accommodate or to lie or not to say anything but there's a, there's, there, there is a competition for us and for our soul and God's going to bless us in the middle of it people can hate us want to kill us do whatever but there's something that God is working in us. There's a lot of people who are going to listen to this, and you literally have felt like you're losing your mind, and and you're almost frightened. And I will tell you what's, what's, what it is, is that the Holy Spirit is ripping the blinders off of your eyes, and you're seeing this world for what it really is.
0: That's right.
1: And everywhere you've had a foundation on things that oppose God, you can't stand on it anymore. So you just feel... I'm like, I'm watching people's marriages dissolve because they won't be dealt with by God. It's not because there's anything wrong with their mate. And I'm talking Christian people.
0: That's the truth.
1: And they're trying to get away from pressure. And they assume that the problem is their husband or their wife. But the real problem is is that they refuse to be dealt with by God.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right, Brother Vaughn. And there's a couple of things that have been coming to me while you were sharing. And the first one was uh, about the young rich ruler. And I think the young rich ruler um, is a good, it's kind of a good picture of American Christians because he says you know i've done all of these things i've kept all the religious laws and orders all the commandments and all this and um you know jesus told him um sell all your possessions then give them to to the poor and you will have treasure in the heavens then come you must habitually follow me but after the young man heard the statement he left grieving for he had abundant property and you know, the riches of this world has become a snare, and materialism has become a snare to American Christians because we've we've placed value in that over Jesus and over the kingdom of God.
1: Well, let 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 me put a spin on that for you, Miles. What what's young? The guy was probably in his early twenties. Okay. And this was approximately 30 to 33 AD. Okay, almost 40 years later in 70 AD, Jerusalem was destroyed. It was ransacked and over a million Jews were killed. And so that young man, I can guarantee you, was still alive as an older man. And everything that he had forsaken the kingdom of God for, he saw destroyed in front of him, probably including his own life. Mm. Now let me throw let, let me throw another spin on it. This is my personal opinion. Doesn't have to be anybody else's. Jesus was out calling apostles to himself. Yes. Yeah. And God Jesus said something of this young man. He didn't say of any of the rest. He said, and he loved him and i believe that that he would have been paul i believe that paul was second choice and that he was a replacement for this rich for this rich young ruler
0: wow wow
1: that's my personal opinion
0: yes sir amen oh that's That's very powerful. And, um, you know, but that's the challenge that we're all presented with, Brother Vaughn, is because, um, you know, it's like I remember watching Katherine Kuhlman saying, you know, uh, it will cost you everything. And um, I'm going to tell you, just being honest and frank, that uh, that's a great challenge to me. That I think about quite often is that it will cost you everything to follow Jesus, and it's a very sobering thought. And you know, when we first started, uh, the Lord brought to me uh, 1 Peter five eight, which says, "Be sober, be vigilant, or be alert for the devil." is ro- is roaming around devouring those like a roaring lion and this is a time that we need to take heed to that word and to be sober and to be vigilant and um... because you know the enemy is roaming around like a roaring lion and um... you know if we're not willing to pay the cost You know, either we're going to be consumed by the fire of God or we're going to be devoured by the roaring lion of Satan, not the lion of Judah. And, um, you know, a lot of Christians and people are giving in to compromise and and it's, you know, there are spirits of delusion uh, and confusion that are being released and it's lying spirits is what it is. Yeah, doctrines and of devils. And, and people have have um, forsaken the truth and believed a lie. And truth has fled, you know, in the streets. And so, um, but, and I know, you know, you, will, you know this very well, that there is a very high price to pay to follow Jesus. And it is a great challenge, and that's when we truly face uh, the stumbling block is set in front of us. And either we embrace that, that stumbling block or, or, or we just turn and run from it, you know. And I believe that that's where a lot of people are right now. You know, they're saying, you know, they're calculating the cost because now they're really kind of seeing that, that the rubber is meeting the road.
1: Well, you, you know, Brother Moss, when I was an unsaved child,
0: and I didn't go to
1: church, I went to church as often as I could get away to go, uh, because I enjoyed the presence of God. But the uh, old preacher, he would look at us and tell us, he said, you know that your faith makes, cost you your life one day and you need to count the cost. You know that kind of stuff and, and that was that kind of you know that's just what the Bible says. That's what Jesus said. And and he says and he says that no uh, student, no disciple is greater than his master. If they hated me, they'll hate you. You know, and it's like that stuff isn't taught anymore. And there are whole segments, especially of the, of the independent charismatic churches, where they're teaching that the presence of money is the presence of God. That's right. Well, who are you preaching to when, among a lot of our young people, crime is an accepted economy now? And doing and, and stealing from other people and even doing harm to other people is an accepted economy. And you' then you're telling people that money is the presence of God. Well it is the presence of, of a God, is the God of this world. but the reality is that God's going to take care of us and I do believe he wants to prosper us. And then on the other end of this, miles, you've got a, a Roman Catholic doctrine, uh, concerning the end times has invaded the church and it's been a very subtle thing but people have abandoned the imminency of the return of the Lord and it's basically become an intellectual trip and a success trip yes. and, 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 and God's blessing them because they're diligent and they work hard and that's the Protestant work ethic that's a good thing that if you work hard and you you, do, you live well, that God is going to, t- to bless you. Well, you know that's you know He blesses everybody, and that's the truth. But you need to understand that that's not a replacement for the absolute dependence that we have on God, and that does not override His promises. It is you know it doesn't put the control of things in man's hand. In other words right you know and i think a lot of folks are trying to create a perfect world uh, I, I just got to just say this right here even with this message we're, we're preaching uh th- there's a supernatural anointing of miracles and healing moving and people with chronic diseases and even terminal diseases are being healed right. people whose bones have 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 started to come apart god's putting them back together again and there are homes that where 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 love and grace have been displaced with bitterness and argument and vexation and, and people that have been bound for generations with all manner of of mental issues and, and generational sins and familiar spirits. There's an anointing of deliverance that's flowing now.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
1: Hallelujah. You know, this sounds like a hard message, but I'm here to tell you that God's going to move, and he's moving now, and Jesus is going to be glorified, and many are going to come to him, but many are going to leave. Yes. And see, this this is what I'm crying out to church people right now. You know, you let God move big time in your church, and if you're not careful you'll walk out the door because it won't be what you want and you won't like the trash that God brings to churches and begins to heal and expects you to take part in their discipleship. Mm. You know, it's like you look at what Jesus started his ministry with. It, the, that, you know, the, 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 the men that he called were looked down on and despised by the religious leaders because they were the lowest class. That's and right. the, women that, the women that followed him, except for some of the older women, were women that he had cast devils out of that had led immoral lives. And the religious people look at him, and go, look who he keeps company with—those rednecks, you know, those stinking fishermen, you know, these publicans, these 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 harlots, and these wine drinkers—and he's the son of God. You know, I don't know what we think church is. Sometimes church is a hospital, and it's a Bible school, and it's a mission sending station and we bring them in to raise them up, to send them out, to bring them in, to, to, you know, and and, and, and God, God will show grace to people until they harden their heart. And then when they harden their heart, he's going to oppose the proud. That's right. And he'll become a stumbling block to them instead of a promotion to them. Mm.
0: Wow. That's right, Brother Vaughn. And, um, 1 Peter 4.17 says, For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Okay. Yeah. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And so And it's happening. It is happening. And le, that's le, where the separation just, takes place. Let le, let me tell you
1: something, Moss. This country threw God out legally in nineteen sixty two when they took the Bible and prayer out of the public schools. And they they've turned three generations of school children over to hell. Okay? This world threw the church out. They'd already thrown God out. That This world threw the church out. The Supreme Court threw the church out in 2015. And how many times have you seen women with, with men they that the men weren't worthy of them, but that the women would crawl in the mud begging that abusive, worthless man to come back to them again, to take them back again? And that's what the church is doing right now, crawling in the mud, begging this wicked world that hates Jesus to take them back again.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: Instead of standing up and going, I belong to someone better than this. Amen. Hey, I'm part of I'm part of a different world now. I was captive, but I'm I'm taking my heart down out of the willow tree. And I'm going to begin to sing the songs of Zion again. And I'm going back. I'm go- I'm going from Babylon back to Jerusalem again. Yes. yes. But there's still Christians working diligently to hide the tr- truth so they can be accepted by this world and to receive money from this world.
0: That's right. Wow. I think you just hit the nail on the head, brother. Well, it's horrible.
1: It's hard true. Yes, sir. You know, I mean, goodness gracious alive. we're more interested in favor with the priest of Baal, the priest and the priestesses of Baal. You know, and it's like I, 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 I'm I, not trying to be cruel when I say this, but I watch people with international ministries on TV they don't call people to repentance. They're not telling people to to run from from darkness. They're telling people that you know how they can be just 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 to rest and be blessed and all. And I believe there's a rest for the people of God and a Sabbath rest for the people of God, but it's on a
0: firm foundation. Yes. Well, you know, they don't, you want, they don't see. preach. Uh, they don't preach the whole counsel of God. No. Oh. And, that's and see, it see, and see. If we're not
1: careful, we're going to get trapped in the wilderness because of unbelief. Yes. And we're going and, and see, I believe, and see, just, 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 just hear me. There's a big difference between being ignorant and being stubborn. That's right. And then there are people that are ignorantly stubborn. You know they're standing on what they believe is right, and they're deceived. And God's going to open that up. But let me tell you, the folks who are in danger—it's the people who know the truth and don't care—and they're manipulating the people of God to get what they want out of them. And they're feeding—you know—and they know what the truth is. See, see, this is why there was such a heavy judgment on the Pharisees. Is because those jokers, and there was only about six thousand of, of them, they had the entire Old Testament
0: uh, memorized, and they knew who Jesus was. Yes.
1: But they didn't want to receive him because they would have lost their money.
0: That's right. You know, it's and interesting see, you say that see, because and even and even one of the Pharisees, you know that the that he prophesied about well, Jesus. So well, yeah, he, he was, was a prophet that year and he prophesied by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he prophesied by the Holy Ghost. Yeah, and see, let me tell you
1: something else. It's like these dignified Pentecostal and charismatics that are ashamed of the Holy Spirit now. And they don't want the Holy Spirit to move, and they want, you know, they don't want people to be embarrassed. My God, do they even read the Bible? You know, in 1 Corinthians 14, he says, when a stranger comes in among you. But let the secrets of his heart be revealed by each one of you flowing in the Holy spirit and by the gifts of the spirit. And he says of a certainty, God is in this place and he falls down before you.
0: Well, that's exactly right. And you know, if there's no move of the Holy spirit in the church, you know, how can you say that God's there? And you know, you know, God lives and dwells within us, you know, by the Holy Spirit. But we have, and this is one thing that God has spoken to me and instructed me to teach, to teach people, is to how to release what's on the inside of them. In other words, how do you release the river of living water that's inside of you and yep. release it? Release the, the, the fruit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And people need to be taught how to flow in the, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And um, this is what is not being taught to, to Christian folks in the church. They're not being taught how to flow with the Holy Spirit and how to release the river. That river, Jesus said, there's a river flowing out of your innermost being. And we have to release that river so that other people can experience the life that that river brings and they can experience deliverance and salvation healing and miracles and and they can experience jesus and the power of god and jesus reveals himself through through these you know through these avenues through these gifts through the fruit you know the holy spirit reveals jesus to people and but people aren't being taught and they aren't being equipped and activated in the gifts and power of the Holy Ghost. And so there's much need for that for teaching of that in the church. Well,
1: I'm I want to say something. I want to say something here just to make it a little bit to take a little bit of pressure off of the ministers listening to this. Uh, there's not any way you can do all that in one service w- once once a week. right And yeah. what's happened is that people people won't come to be discipled and people won't come for teaching. Yeah. And I do believe with all of my heart that the most needed gift in the church right now is good solid Bible teaching that engages people, to have sound sound doctrine, uh, and also engages them to be filled with and to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yes, and it's absolutely needed. And there's no there's no foundation really to build on now because so many of the older people who should be active are are say they don't want to do anything anymore. And so the pastors have a new crop coming in of people that need the word, they need deliverance, they need all this stuff, but folks won't come to church anymore. That's right. And I you know, I don't know what it what it'll take, but you know, people used to be hungry for teaching. They come, you know, an hour early. That's right. To church just for just for an hour of teaching. You know, and, you know, we used to have home groups that would meet and, and uh, you know, and, and just for teaching and, and, and fellowship, people won't do that. People are so occupied with this world right now
0: That's exactly that, any,
1: right. that anything they do that takes them away from their stuff is an inconvenience and pastors almost feel guilty for keeping people in church a few minutes past 12, because people are just so tied up with everything else.
0: That's exactly right. And it's a shame that it's become that. You know, and um, I, don't
1: believe, I don't believe in marathons. I mean, I've seen people have church all day. If God's moving, that's fine. Other than that, it's just a grim, grim determination and an endurance contest, because that's what you got to do to go to church there.
0: That's right. That's right. So I'm not talking about just, uh, you know, I heard the prophet, we're going to have church to three. Now, that's not what I'm talking about. Right.
1: You know, that's not what I'm talking about. But there is a practical application of these things that absolutely people will not tolerate because the time has come that they will not endure sound doctrine. That's right. And at the same time, there's this deep, dissatisfaction and of course nobody is going to take personal responsibility so they have to blame the church for everything
0: yes sir and this is the thing this is really the bottom line is that there's those people that are hungry and those that are not and one thing is is it's one of the hardest things is to be hungry when you're already full Or when you think that you're full. And you think that you got all you can get. And I just want to tell people that are listening that you can have as much of God as you want. That's up to you.
1: Mm -hmm. That's your decision. You can be a God
0: hog. Yeah, you can. And um, it's completely, entirely, and utterly up to us how much of God that we want in our lives. And so I... You know, I I challenge people. You know, how much of God do you really want? You know, that's your decision. And, um, you know, God has, you know, led and directed us to do other things like conferences and things like that, that people that are hungry can come to and they can spend two or three days. You know, and I
1: tell people all the time when I'm ministering, I'm going like, listen, you know, I'm I'm I, you know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I don't try to be, but you know if 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 you need to go, please don't 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 feel like I'm you know don't, I'm not offended. I know you got things to do, just go. Don't and don't come and sit here and get mad. If you need to go, go. You know we'll you know you know and and see. I think one of the things too, Miles, you know that we have a luxury in small settings. I, I want people to ask questions I want them to ask that's me right. if I say something that somebody doesn't understand I want them to talk to me about it you know I've, I've had I've had people have the boldness to come and speak to me about things in the past and I saw where I missed it that's right and I, I said thank you I said goodness gracious thank you so much I didn't see that and you know I, it's, it's like I, I don't know what's happened. But the, 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 and of course, you know, you can't have an open forum when you're preaching, but also at the same time with small groups, people have the, have the opportunity to express their gifts and, and to flow in the Holy Spirit, and it's, it's, it's really how people who have a ministry callings learn how to govern and how everybody gets discernment, you know, and if somebody makes a mistake, you know, you don't, you don't go hunting for deer with anti-tank artillery. But, you know, you try to encourage people on, you know, on how to, how to get it right. But, uh, I, I, you know, there's, there's something, there's an altar that we're being called to, Miles, and it's not going to be a pleasant thing because we all want the visitation of God, we say. But this visitation is going to be the undoing of everything in us that opposes God. That's right. And it's going to be, it's going to be uh, uh, if you've never had your heart broke by the Holy Spirit before, and it's not going to be dredging the devil dredging up stuff from the past and causing you condemnation, but it's when we're stricken by the holiness of God, and we know that God, that we've got to change, and God's doing a work in us. Dear God, I remember people mocking when that laughing, holy laughter hit the whole world, and God said, You're going to see a move of repentance much stronger than this laughter. And He said, just as people cried, uh, excuse me, laughed for days on end and, and 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 couldn't leave the church and couldn't couldn't function. He said, You're gonna see people weeping and travailing and crying out in my presence for days on end. Wow. And I've seen it happen before. And it wasn't the devil and it wasn't condemnation. It was the Holy Spirit Himself, coming in the glory of God, impacting people and people seeing Him. Wow! Just like just like Isaiah saw Him in the temple. Yeah. You see, when you see God for the and, and that was the first time He was a prophet. That was the first time He'd ever really seen God like that, and He said, "Oh, woe is me." Wow. For I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, and I have seen God. He was scared he was going to die. Yeah,
0: that's right. You know, and then
1: the angel took fire. And I listen, I know what people are going to say. Oh, this is Old Testament. I don't have to listen to this. You know, you're not, you're not doing anything but preaching condemnation. I get so tired of that. You know, goodness gracious alive. life, we just absolutely think that because Jesus came, it's a la-la land, and anytime anybody says anything to confront, anything in us that needs to change, then they're trying to overbear us with the law and to make us, you know, and to make us feel guilty. You know, know, Miles, I've been forgiven of so much. I wish that when I first got saved, I had had good teaching on grace because I sure didn't get it. That's right. I mean I sure did not get it. But I'm telling you that that there is a prison of the soul that can only be broken open by trusting in the goodness and the mercy of God and letting the Holy Spirit do whatever he wants to do in us.
0: That's right. That's exactly right.
1: And that's the only place healing is, my God, the things that people go through. You know, just the horrible things that they have to face in life. You know, I, I see people face things all the time, and I know that unless they let God into the inmo their inmost being, that they will never be okay for the rest of their life.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: And yeah. you can't you can't build a tombstone. At a place of destruction and loss, and park there, and not let God take you beyond it. And only He can do it, but you have to let Him do it. And you have to. And, and, and it's see, it's like physical therapy. You know, I, I I blew both of my knees one time. I used to be real active when I was younger, and I blew one knee all the way, and the other knee about halfway. And I had braces on and hobbled around on crutches for. You know, a couple of months, and then I had physical therapy, and that first time that physical therapist got hold of me, I made her cry. I asked her if she'd been a nurse in a concentration camp, and I told her to get away from me. <laughs> and we've got this idea that anything that causes pain in me or reminds me of pain, I have to get away from. Well, God, God is going to touch it, and he's going to take you beyond it. That's right and anywhere that we've depended it's almost like we've it's almost like we've depended on the stability of a foundation that is familiar to us even if we're afraid to even let god be our father and take us beyond that
0: yes that's right and, you know, he chastens those that he loves. He disciplines us that because he loves us. That's some harsh thing, you yeah. know? Well, you know, people, um, and this is one thing, the, you know, the Holy Spirit revealed to me, and, you know, coming back to judgment begins at the house of God, is that even the judgment of God many times can be out of the love of God. Oh, I got saved. That's God. all I that saved. <laughs> Mom, and so when we hear judgment when we hear judgment we automatically associate it or we have a negative connotation of that in our minds because we don't have a revelation people don't teach judgment in the church anymore and what Mm-mm. the judgment of God is. And now there is judgment that comes in wrath, but that's not for the people of God. And people need to understand this, that the judgment of God that comes on the church is not the same judgment of God that's going to come on this earth for those that have opposed God and that are, are, are against him.
1: Well, I can give you give you a, a real example of that. It's the difference between your parents beating your tail, you know, because you, you were disobedient, and then them turning around and shooting a thief. That's right. That was trying to break in the house and kill everybody.
0: Yes. There's a big difference. There is a very big difference, and we don't understand that. We need to understand that it's very important. Because when it says the judgment begins at the house of God, judgments, the scripture says right here, for the time is come. And I'm saying the time is now as well. The time is now come. The time is now that judgment must begin at the house of God. Now God has to deal with us first, before we expect Him. You know.
1: Yeah, we point the finger at the people in the world and go, God, they're such. You know, they're such pigs. They, you know, they do this, they do that, they do the other. They, they don't know the difference between their right hand and their left hand. For the most of them, they're like the people in Nineveh. Yes. And then we're sitting there like like Jonah, and we want God, we want fire to fall from heaven and to burn them up. And then God, they repent, and we get mad. And you know, and he and God and God said to Jonah, He says, "Don't," He said, "You're mad at me because I showed mercy to all these people that don't know they don't even know what right and wrong is." Yes. And see, the, the, what you're talking about right here is that the church has got to reveal Jesus to the world, and evidently we're not going to do it unless we have some pressure put on us.
0: That's right. Well, this is the thing. I want to share this real quick. and I, The Lord gave me a vision last week while we were worshiping, and what I saw in the Spirit, I've seen this before, but God showed me two large syringes, and on one of them it said prayer and on another one it said evangelism and and what the holy ghost was speaking to me see the lord is, you know told me that this year i would teach a lot on prayer and calling people back to prayer and the importance of prayer and being in the secret place and i've been preaching that since the beginning of this year and so um you know we don't if we're not in prayer if we're not in the secret place with god we don't know god because that's where jesus reveals himself to us that's where jesus transforms us and changes us that's where jesus anoints us and it's in spending time with him and it's in communicating with him and you know christians need to study the life of jesus and how he lived and how he spent his time and how much time that he spent in prayer and with the father because he's our our, our primary example and so you know the boldness of god the bold the holy spirit releases boldness on us to be a witness and a martyr a martyr even to the, a witness to the point of martyrdom well that's what it said that's what jesus told them that's what to he told them Tarry
1: until power comes on you to be martyrions.
0: Yes, that's what he said. And so the boldness is the Holy Spirit releases that boldness. It's like that syringe, God injecting it into us. And, you know, they go hand in hand because Jesus didn't do anything without prayer. and People have to understand that. And you and I can't either. That's why Paul said pray without ceasing. Because you receive revelation, direction, and the Holy Spirit guides you when you continually pray. Okay. People have to come back. People don't go to prayer meetings anymore. Mm -mm. People don't want to pray anymore. And I'm talking about basic stuff. You want to talk about basic doctrine. You know, Mm -mm. other than who Jesus is and what he's accomplished. But, you know... Why don't, you, why don't we talk about, you know, you need to pray and you need to read the Word of God. Now, that's very basic. And so, you know, the boldness is, the Holy Spirit releases boldness on us only when we spend time with God and when we communicate with God, when we pray. And, and you know, if we're going to be a witness and show this world Jesus, you know, we're going to have to pray and be in the presence of God. You know, just imagine if Jesus, this is why people don't know, is because they don't study the life of Jesus anymore. They don't want to be like Jesus. And, you know, it's, I guess we don't read the gospel or something. And we don't teach it. We don't hear it preached. But the church has to come back. Prayer is the generator of power in our life. And if the church does not come back to the place of prayer and surrender and humility before God and the place of repentance where God can deal with us He'll, we ought not, not to expect with. a move of God because the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians seven fourteen, if my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face then I will forgive their sins I will I will then I will hear from heaven I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land and so it's time for us to come back to that place and to allow God to inject us with the spirit of prayer and to and with this and and release you know, an anointing for evangelism on us that we would do the work of an evangelist because the time is short and there is a great harvest to reach. And we are living in that day. You know, we must work while it is day for the night is coming. And so this is an urgent call. And this is a call for the people of God to heed the voice of the prophets and what the prophets of oh. God are speaking. And It'll to heed be, the word of God, and to hearken unto the Lord, and to obey the voice of God.
1: It's going to be a completely different world by this fall, Miles.
0: I believe that.
1: I and believe I'm, that. I'm just te- I'm telling you, and I've been telling young people in churches. I said, you better get right with God. We're going to war, and a draft is going to be instated. And you better be. You better get right with God. You know, it's going diff- to be a different world, you know, and I, I, I told people before the last election, Miles, I said, I don't care which one is elected, whether it's Hillary Clinton or whether it's Donald Trump. I said, whoever is elected is going to have to rule this country with an iron fist to hold it together and to defend it from, you know, for, to, to defend it uh, on, on the global level. And, uh, and people don't get it. They think that they, the, the, the games that the devil plays with people's minds. And you see, what you're talking about is personal accountability before God. That's right. You know, it's like, it's, you know, it's like I, a lot of ministry doesn't worry me because I can't follow people around and make them do Right. And if they do wrong, I'm, I'm going to be there to help them. But, you know, if, if they don't get enough of God to be ruled internally by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, there's not much I can do for them.
0: Amen. That's right.
1: That's I mean, amazing. I can try, you know. I mean, seriously, you know, it's like I have a lot of mercy for people, you know. And it, the Bible says whoever's obtained mercy, he show mercy. I mean, I've I've obtained mercy from God. I've got lots of mercy for people. But, uh, But, you know, this is the deal, and I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but a lot of preachers give all their time to squeaky wheels, and they don't disciple the folks that want everything God has to give them, and they spend all their time chasing after people that make a lot of noise.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: And I'm not saying they're to abandon the squeaky wheels, but they just need to look at you know they need to look at who's around them and what's around them, you know. And give a you know if somebody if somebody just wants a a, a a few tablespoons of cereal, you give that to them. And if somebody wants all the ammunition you've got, you give that to them.
0: That's right.
1: You know, but don't not feed the ones that are hungry, trying to satisfy the ones that aren't.
0: Amen. Hey, that's right. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Yep. And, um, and, and, I, and see, I, I, I'm not trying to dominate this, but I'll I tell all
1: the preachers out there, you know, Christians in this country, some of them are going to give their lives for the gospel, and you're doing wrong by not preparing them to stand. All, you're doing wrong. We're doing wrong by not preparing all Christians to stand in the day of adversity. That's right. But That's I don't exactly want right. people to abandon their faith because they go through hard times.
0: That's exactly right. You know, and if somebody hates you
1: enough to want to kill you, then that means that they really hate Jesus.
0: That's right. That's exactly right. Well, you know, um, I want to just say this is that, um, you know, the way in the way that church is going to be conducted in America is being completely changed right now and people don't know it but it, it is changing and um, I believe that we're going to that that it's going to be led back to going more into to home groups and to houses I do too in smaller groups and smaller settings and that's where real discipleship is going to take place because Uh, The traditional denominations in America are not or have become irrelevant. Um, And, and you know, the the bigger the bigger churches, people don't want programs. I'm asking God to show me how to reach young people in the next generation because they do not. Well, for one, the older generation is not interested in discipling them and not interested in them, and the younger folks really don't care about submitting to them. And it's a real problem. And I'm telling you, things are drastically changing in the church and how church is done and right before our very eyes. And, you know, the traditional ways of doing things is is no longer relevant. Well, it's going the way of the dodo. Yep. And now, it's not, still, I, the message has not changed, but the method has.
1: I still think that we're going to, you know, have, I was looking for a card that somebody gave me one time, and I don't have it. But uh, I still believe the, what what's happening, Miles, is that people that people that have understanding are stepping out and they're flowing in who they are and what they are with or without the help of the, 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 local church. And I hate that because there are a lot of good pastors out there and you have a, a two prong problem. One is that you've got churches that want to move in it and, and, and people won't submit to any kind, any kind of, of restraint and there's lawlessness. And then the other thing is you've got people that are happy with status quo and they really don't try to do anything to promote people in what they've got. And so it's, it, it's really it really is a vicious cycle. And in the middle of it, God's got a plan and He's gonna do He's gonna do what He's got to do, but we've got to have the presence of God. And that's what and and I don't want I, I don't want this to sound bad, but young people want the presence of the supernatural. And even if it doesn't come from God, they want it. So we've got to show God the devil's made a big stand. And so it's time for God's people to get over their fear of governing the move of the, of the things of the Holy Spirit. And they need to, to, to let God be God and to be willing to, those that are mature, be willing to stand in the middle of it and help protect and give government to it.
0: Yes, but and at the same time, this... Is where the church has failed in revealing Jesus, yep, through the supernatural. And so, um, a lot of young people they're saying, "There's more than this. This, this is. I'm not interested." And then what happens is because they're not, they don't really know God, and they're not sound in sound doctrine. They haven't been taught sound doctrine. That the devil comes as the deceiver. And deceives them, and, you know, through doing you know, su- you know, something supernatural, and um, and they're easily deceived because they hadn't been rooted and grounded in Christ, and um, you know, and so, but even in the midst of all that, like you said, there is an overthrow, and there's a move of God and a move of the Spirit. And the wind of God is still blowing, and there's a river coming down out of the heavenlies, and God is releasing, you know, and He is moving supernaturally, and so, um, you know, it's like Elijah coming up against the prophets of Baal, and so we're so, so there right now.
1: Goodness gracious,
0: you know, um, you know, and and God is raising up you know, authentic, you know, apostles and prophets and, o- and other fivefold ministers in this day. And, and and he's leading prophets to sound the alarm and to awaken the church. And, and the church doesn't want to take heed to the word of the prophet because the word of the prophet is calling the church to repentance and to come back to the plumb line of God
1: good Lord, miles, we're having earthquakes in Georgia.
0: Yeah. And we're having earthquakes in Georgia.
1: I'm going like, you know, and it's like, I, I have felt tremors here, you know, and we've had, you know, and had the dishes right. I'm going, God, I, I hear you. Okay. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, and, the, and, and I'm telling you, you know, I know that this sounds, you know, like I'm being real trite here, but God's been telling me, uh, that, that that there's going to be signs in the heavens that are going to scare people and that uh, and i, I, I don't I, I i don't like to even say stuff like this but americans and i'm not talking about the church i'm talking about the church but i'm talking about the country as a whole is that we're so stubborn as a people that we won't do anything unless we're scared
0: that's right that's right good good or bad that's exactly right And um, I just kind of closing this out, I just um, I want to kind of leave us with this thought and get your uh, you to comment on it. Also, Um, you know, we're we're sharing a lot of things. It sounds kind of tough. And, um, you know, I don't I don't want people to be discouraged. You know no. this isn't a discouraging message but this is real this is truth and it's reality and people need to understand where we are you know and what's going on and receive revelation from the holy spirit but know that God is with them and that he's going to take care of them and that their job is to to run and be found hidden in the cleft of the rock and um You know, because we could, you know, we can prophesy, you know, what's coming and what's going to happen and what God's saying. You know, it can sound like death, hell and destruction. And um, but in the midst of it, you know, there's great hope. And, you know, one thing about prophecy is that through prophecy, God always releases hope and, and encouragement and says there is a future, you know, for us. And, um, you know, I think about what, what you know, God said through the prophet Ezekiel um, and, in Ezekiel 36 and 37. And he said, you know, I'm going to give you a new heart and I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. And then he set them down in the valley of dry bones and um, he said, prophesy to these bones. And so, Brother Vaughn, as prophets, we have a responsibility also to prophesy by the Holy Spirit. You know, it's it's got to be by the Holy Ghost because we don't prophesy mm. out of our own flesh or our intellect or whatever. And, um, but he said, He said, so I prophesied, and I was commanded, and as I prophesied that there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to its bones, and when I looked lo, the sinews and the flesh, and and God was moving, and then he he said to me, prophesy to the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus says Adonai the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath and breath, breathe upon these slain so that they can live and you know i'm prophesying right now to the people that are listening you know that there's a refreshing wind of the holy spirit coming upon you even now and god is releasing life into you and god is releasing a spirit of repentance and 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 he's drawing you to himself and he's dealing with you and it's a refreshing time to come into the presence of God and to repent and and the wind of God you know is is gonna blow over you and and is gonna carry away the chaff from the wheat and and that God is 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 on the move and is moving and it's his will and his good pleasure to move in your life and bring you to a place of repentance and, and to release you know new life in you and and to you know to release brokenness in you and to and to bring transformation in your life because it's not his will that any should perish but all come to repentance and so we just declare that and speak it in Jesus name that you know receive the gift of repentance you know, and be refreshed in the presence of God this day. And repent of your sins. And allow God to, to wash you and to cleanse you with the blood of Jesus. And um, Jesus Christ is your blessed hope. He's our blessed hope. Seek and that there's hope in him right now.
1: For well, do not do not despise me, says the Lord, and do not despise my chastening, for I love you. For you do not despise the doctor, nor his medicine, or even the surgeon's knife. And do you think that, that, that I will not show mercy, and I will not bring healing, and I will not take out that which that, that which kills and destroys and poisons, and that I will not bring health and healing and wholeness to you, and that you will rejoice in the land of the living because of my hand upon you, and you will look back and say, Oh, Father, I wish I had understood, I wish I had not been distracted, and I wish that I, I wish I wish that I had had, had let you do this sooner. For I say that these are the days of separation away from that which destroys unto me, and I give life and blessing, and, and I am your eternal uh, reward. Do not take these days lightly. For many shall easily say, oh, you know, in such and such a day I will do this, in such and such a month and a year I will go here and I will do this, And I will retire at this age, and I will do this, and I will do that. For God says suddenly, everything will be turned upside down, but I will remain as your light and as your strength and as your guidance and your source. And you will stand, and many will betray me, but many more will come. So you come now and be part of what I am doing. For this is my hand, says the Lord, and I am a gentle father, and I am patient, and I am bringing you forward, even as a man brings his son through puberty, or even as a woman brings her daughter through the days of her youth. Do not, do not, do not believe that I am murderous and that I am cruel. But I will bear you as a father bears his son. And I will bear you from birth, even to your white head, even to the grave, and even into my bosom. But I am calling you now to stand beside me and with me and under my protection. For it is now, says the Lord, that I call you, and not a future date. And I will bring you forward. In spite of your own disappointments and weaknesses and your own condemnations and your own stubbornnesses, I will bring you forth, says the Lord, and you are mine and you will be mine and I will cause you to shine.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, just receive that word right where you are. Holy Spirit's coming to you right now. The Holy Spirit is resting upon those Thank that are listening right now. He's he's coming upon you right now.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you Jesus.
0: Thank you Father.
1: Thank you Jesus.
0: hallelujah thank you Father thank you Lord Lord we acknowledge your presence and Lord we we uh, we embrace your word right now we embrace your word that you released and we say yes we will surrender we will stand We will come up under your authority, under your leadership, and under your guidance. We thank you that you're a good father, and that it is your will and your good pleasure to take care of us. And we thank you.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Hallelujah. Wow, that was very, that was powerful.
1: It was long. I hope we didn't wear folks out.
0: Amen. Uh, It was wonderful. Very powerful. uh, Much needed and much shared. And, um, you know, I just want to thank everyone uh, that tuned in to listen to this. Uh, share it with those that you feel led to share it with, and uh, pray about who you share it with. Pray about mm-hmm. who you would share this message with, and pray before you share it. And uh, you know, one thing that I've seen the enemy try to 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 uh, work on Christians is is uh, sabotage and backlash. And, um, you know, we just break that right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Off of everyone listening. Thank you, Jesus. That every snare is broken in Jesus' name. And we take authority over it right now. And every landmine that the enemy has tried to set, uh, we, uh, we uh we we just we just
1: call the the uh the ammunition diffused the blasting cap the thing that would set it off lord god we call that we we just call that uh every trap dead all the ammunition absolutely useless in jesus name yes
0: yes.
1: miles i just want i i've got this on my heart and i just got to say this a few years ago You know, it was determined that I had uh, really serious back problems from childhood injuries. And I put myself in the hands of a a non-surgical specialist that was the third strongest man in the world. And I put myself in a very vulnerable position. And if he had made one wrong move, I would have been paralyzed from the neck down because there was there was there was pressure on my spinal cord. And I trusted, not only did I trust him, but I paid him to do this. A total stranger that I didn't know. And if he made one little false move, I would have been a quadriplegic. Mm -hmm. But I trusted him. Now, if I can go in and trust a man who's got the physical power to absolutely ruin me, and I don't even know who he is except by what he says, and I pay him, how much more can I trust the living God who's my heavenly Father, who's never done me wrong, who's never hurt me, and that he He, he benefits me? I don't have to benefit him.
0: Wow. wow. Mm, that's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I want to, um, encourage everyone, uh, to connect with Brother Vaughn also, too. He's on Facebook. And, uh, he's going to be getting back on the road and traveling and preaching and ministering more uh, that he's, uh, come through his re- recovery. And, um, Brother Vaughn, uh, when are you gonna be getting back out? Well, I'm gonna be uh,
1: in Cobbtown uh, the end of this month uh, on a Sunday morning only. It's a homecoming, but I'm I'm gonna start to travel again. I haven't set dates much, but I've I you know I haven't I just started driving again about uh, uh, not quite a month ago and uh and and haven't really driven out yet but i'm i'm you know i'm getting back in the saddle
0: again amen amen so people can contact you uh what's the best way for them to contact you uh probably on facebook amen through facebook or you can also contact me and i can get you in touch with them um so yeah feel free Uh, if you want to sow into his ministry also you can visit his website. It's uh vonclark.com. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, vonclark.com. I want to encourage uh anybody that's listening uh pray about it. God puts you puts it on your heart uh to sow an offering uh to brother Vaughn. He hasn't been traveling for for how long now? How long has it been? Since before Christmas. Yeah, since before Christmas time. So, you know about five, five months, going on six months, and um, so, uh, you know, ask the Lord uh, what you, what he would have you sow an offering uh, to Brother Vaughn for, and uh, just be led by the Holy Spirit, so um, we want to bless him, and uh, Brother Vaughn, we do thank you for your time today, Uh, I want to thank you, and uh, thank you for blessing us. Uh, with what you allowed the Lord uh, to share through you. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. And uh, for now, we're going to sign off. And I want to thank everyone for listening again. God bless you.